I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Purpose Made Podcast. We are here to inspire positive change in our post-pandemic global society. Talking to business leaders around the globe, discussing the highs, lows, and challenges they've experienced. Our hosts, Neil Bestford and Peter Bell, created Purpose Made in 2021 during the height of the pandemic, combining their passion for people, culture and transformational change. They sit down with business leaders and ask, what does the future look like? Don't forget to click subscribe to hear all the latest news and views on our changed global society. Hello, welcome to episode seven of the Purpose Makeup podcast. So who, who have we got on today, Peter? So today we've got on Julia Skubchenko. Um, Julia is a award-winning entrepreneur and innovator, and she's based over in Holland. Great stuff. And what's her, what's her background? So yeah, a bit of background about Julia. She's co-founded the Alter Contact, a think tank for sustainable development. And she's also been heavily involved setting up a initiative called the Lockdown Economy, which is essentially about helping small and medium-sized businesses address the issues seen within the COVID pandemic. And even more interestingly, it's how we met. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, I remember interviewing you for the Lockdown Economy because, yeah, I was one of the um, volunteers on, on the process. So, yeah, no, it should be a really interesting conversation. She's got a lot of great insight to add and looking forward to it. Great stuff. So without further ado, um, here's Julia. Pre-COVID, what was your kind of career and experience that kind of just to set the scene, really? Well, before the COVID, uh, in 2019, I co-founded the think tank Alter Contents with the main goal to contribute to sustainable development goals of the United Nations. It's a quite ambitious target for 2030 and, uh, and everyone as much as they can should take part in it. So that was the idea behind the think tank. Um, before that, uh, I was a business developer working with small businesses, with very uh, big corporations and uh, getting the insights to, to their problems, to their challenges, and also how does the world work really. Yeah, exactly. So I guess like you were probably quite active pre-pandemic and then all of a sudden the pandemic hit and kind of forced us into our own houses. And on you specifically, how did that impact you? Well, 
To begin with, uh, the think tank had a very good inclusive business model. We, we had a very strong nonprofit streams uh, for empowering entrepreneurship and uh, eradicating ignorance, which is unfortunately haunts us everything, ev- everywhere, everywhere. Um, so uh, we were working also with the paid clients on instilling the sustainability mindset, on helping them to measure their SDG contribution, on driving the innovative practices in their uh, in their companies. And that paid stream was actually feeding all the great initiatives we had on a non-profit side. So yes, we were busy indeed. And with the pandemic, we basically overnight uh, lost all our bookings for, for, for various things uh, for a few months ahead. And I must say that that since the pandemic started, the commercial stream of the same thing has not recovered. But as you know, we've, we've done a lot on the nonprofit side and we see that actually making an impact today is more important than making money because we need to help each other to get through this process. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's like when we first started working together, it was a few months back with regards to the lockdown economy. So maybe let's dive into kind of what were your ideas specifically that led to the lockdown economy? I I remember reading and watching a a TED talk that you did as well with regards to the OECD report talking about 46.3% of individuals having liquid financial assets worth ultimately giving them less than three months until they were to hit the poverty line. Obviously, that's a big impact to to drive um, support there. But, you know, what was your kind of key thinking behind driving the lockdown economy? Well, the inspiration for lockdown economy um, actually came from uh, a very interesting initiative by the European Union. It was called um, EU versus Virus. It was a pan-European hackathon that actually involved uh, people from all over the world. It was, uh, it was a beautiful 72 hours effort to, to solve this crisis together as, as, as a united front. And uh, it had, you know, the absolute variety of topics that you can imagine from, from uh, helping the health uh, industry to, to actually business continuation, to, to social cohesion, everything, everything, everything. There were more than 2,000 teams that participated in that hackathon, in that pan-European hackathon. And we as a think tank participated, uh, p- part of our experts participated as mentors, but actually we came up also with an idea as a team and participated as a team. We proposed um, a, a way for freelancers and self-employed professionals to continue work and continue surviving through this time of pandemic by creating a new revenue streams coming from governmental assignments, you know, so outsourcing some of the easy governmental assignments on, onto the freelance market. That was our proposal. And yeah, you can imagine if there are more than 2000 teams and only 30 can be chosen as winners and it's a hackathon. So essentially tech solution is, is, uh, is very interesting for, for people who are judging. All in all, that was a great inspiration for what happened next, because that was the signal and that was a way to see just how much enthusiasm and passion people all over the world have to to come together, to do something, to help each other and to help others. And uh, yeah, it was beautiful. And it gave me this idea that what if we all come together again, but not on a 72-hour basis, but actually we, we make it longer because... The problem that lockdown economy essentially 
addressed to begin with is that we lost touch with each other as small businesses. We we did not know how others were doing because it's not so common to share your problems. You, you we are much more uh, happy as as you know as people on social media to share what you've done well, you know, our interview or anything. But to say, look, I had no sales in this last two months, or I don't know how to fix this. You know, people don't do that, unfortunately. But these kinds of insights, they also help to feel that you are not alone. Yeah, we had we had interesting matches then coming from the interview series because essentially we replaced networking with a, a remote networking, basically, and, and remote and asynchronous. So instead of pulling everyone together in one event and trying to make them network in five minutes of that specific day, we say, okay, here's an interview with a very interesting entrepreneur from, for example, Thailand. And she's talking about this topic. You can watch it at your own time, whenever you need it. And you can feel like you had a conversation with her. I think the concept is pretty simple. Yeah, I think the definitely the honesty comes out of when, you know, when the pandemic did hit. Traditionally, people, especially within business, want to kind of keep back a little bit to themselves. But as everybody was going through this kind of joint experience of, um, you know, the pandemic and how it affected businesses and most businesses had a, a huge loss of immediate revenue, then... Yeah, as you say, like it, it did allow for opportunity for partnerships to be immediately taken on board and for people to work together that in many circumstances wouldn't have had that opportunity to partner with previously. So yeah, I think the, the work that lockdown economy's been amazing in what you do with respect to kind of driving that socioeconomic um, educational movement. Talking about like the educational piece, maybe talk about the partnerships that you're doing with universities and stuff with regards to the findings that you're getting from the lockdown economy? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, uh, the partnerships became the best way out. And it's precisely, you know, what we try to to, so to sparkle uh, between among people, among entrepreneurs, small businesses specifically, because imagine half of the uh, productive world's population is in small businesses. And yet we are not actually represented as a united front. So that's, uh, if you really imagine that in your head, it is almost, yeah, it, it makes you speechless. How come? Well, besides bringing small business owners together through this asynchronous remote networking and actually sometimes matching them also in the background, because I hear one thing on the interview and the other in, in another guest um, mentions that they actually work on that or they already found a way. And then I do a little bit of matching in the background of, of those two of those two guests. Besides that, we also were approached. Actually, it was interesting because it was not like that by design, but a professor who, from Mexico, who is uh, an expert in our think tank, uh, watched uh, practically the whole first uh, 20 episodes and said, this is amazing. I have not had no idea about the small businesses and the realities they live in and this is so educational this is so inspiring i want my students to know this and that's really how it started Uh, we designed then on our side a program where we put together students and entrepreneurs to address a specific challenge that is a real challenge that came from the pandemic into those small businesses and in our first program for three weeks five teams of students were working with five entrepreneurs and that was our first like pilot program. Of course, there were some challenges on in terms of the language barrier, for example, or students 
don't adjust fast enough to the fact that this is a real business. We're talking real life, real money, very short time, uh, time uh, limits. And for students, it, even though they were MBA students with quite a lot of experience, surprisingly, a lot of them saw it more as a university project. So there were a lot of learnings coming in from that, but also a lot of benefit for both sides because really the mindset opening for students and the interesting, unique ideas that the entrepreneurs got is why we started and is why it worked, I think, at the end. And now we have Lockdown Economy Challenge, which is the super upgraded and updated version of whatever we did in the past with universities. And now we can actually scale the social innovation to, to students from like around 500 students per school and uh, approximately 10 universities per semester. So this is really taking the social innovation and school to work transition to like a brand new level. Yeah, exactly. I think one of the one of the main things that I saw from um, the lockdown economies, this, as you say, this the scale and how you can take it to a whole new level. How many people did you interview? Like currently, what's the what's what's the figure? I approximately, <laughs> and it keeps growing, so that's why it's quite difficult to put a precise number on it. But I think we're talking about three hundred thirty interviews as of today, and that has been done is since beginning June of two thousand twenty. Uh, by a team of wonderful interviewers, uh, vo- volunteer interviewers, and I know Peter. I mean, you you were you were one of our interviewers as well. So yeah, it, it's, it's incredible to think how much we could do as a team, because of course it started out with the thirty interviews that I recorded in June, and then you know I had to think. So what now? Do I continue interviewing people? Like, if I wanted to fulfill the goal of bringing small business owners from around the world together, then I have to share that knowledge that I have on how to organize the interviews and how to host them. And I need to find people who would like to host them in their own languages, in their own countries and, and do it for the communities locally, not just, you know, it's all in English. And then people, for example, in Mexico, Yucatan, who would like to learn something, they, they cannot because English is not really spoken in many places of the world. And uh, of course, now we have many languages. We have uh, Spanish, Italian, Hungarian, uh, German. We are now beginning with French, finally. <laughs> uh, Tagalog, Indonesian, uh, some even African dialects. It's, it's really a broad spectrum of languages and nationalities that we, um, we have in our team. And it's wonderful. It's, it's kind of like a social technological movement the lockdown economy and the fact that it's just opened up so many doors that you know through like positive partnerships that people getting together discuss their experiences of the pandemic and i guess what you got also getting is a almost like a huge resource base of of knowledge of expertise and similarities and we've all we've all experienced it in different ways but there are a lot of common trends in there that people are able to kind of dive into and learn from one another and you just have access to a huge knowledge base which is amazing and i guess it's probably one of the reasons why you know you've been recognized by a number of different industries and awards so maybe like touch upon some of some of those because you've had some amazing achievements in a short space of time yeah it came uh well, I don't know if it came as a surprise. It came definitely as big honor to us uh, that we got recognized. Uh, the first, the very first uh, thing that happened is that United Nations uh, recognized lockdown economy as acceleration action towards the sustainable development goals in response to the COVID-19 pandemic 
And of course, that not only gives you this wonderful honor of being recognized by the United Nations, but also it gives you the credibility that uh, the seal of quality from a very high authority in our world. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, thanks to the United Nations that we were able to find all our volunteers because uh, they they recognize us as an NGO that is uh, that can source the volunteers through their platform. And that has been such an amazing enabler. Like you said, it's a remote social movement. Indeed, it has become something really amazing once we got to to, to 100 volunteers, for example, at, at one at the same time. It, yeah, not easy to run because I must say the, the backend operations, they're still on me and my co-founders. So like two people in the back office doing like everything on operational side. And the volunteers are helping us with all the interviews and all the transcriptions and um, social media promotion and, and, and many different things that are at the front and the facing the actually the entrepreneurs and helping them to find us, helping them to find that content, that, that richness of the material, the lessons, because that's all we want. We're non-profit. We're not looking for any money. Just learn, learn from each other and just become more resilient, more resourceful. Yeah, I think the resourcefulness is really the key word, something that we can learn from all of them. And uh, as far as the awards go, we also received uh, a, a very nice, uh, a very nice award, uh, gold medal for the hero of the year, helping others during COVID. That was in October last year in the World Women Awards. Yes, and. Yeah, that was that was awarded to us for helping more than eight thousand entrepreneurs to to find that insight, this insights, and to to get the ideas on how to save their businesses. So, yeah, for the team, of course, that is an incredible boost, and it, it feels good that we are recognized because when you do something of social impact and you're a nonprofit, and you know, as a business, you can measure your your success maybe in how much profit you make and what customers say about you, but as a nonprofit, so. How do you measure your impact besides besides uh, how many interviews you produce or how many viewers did you have? So these awards, they really help us to feel that we are needed, that we are important. What we do is making a difference. And of course, the recent one uh, is the nomination for the Carl, no, Charlemagne, Carl de Grote in Netherlands, uh, the Charlemagne Youth Prize. We became the finalist from the Netherlands. So at the moment, we are waiting... For the jury of uh, the uh, foundation in Aachen to choose one out of the 27 wonderful European projects of who who has made the most difference, who has done it. Just standing back as an observer nowadays is like, it's just, it's very impressive in, in what you've been able to achieve in such a short space of time. You know, you mentioned some of the challenges on the back end of things. Like what, what other kind of challenges have you experienced during this, um, during the inception? Maybe it's a cliche, but 24 hours a day is really not enough. It's difficult to to run just so many processes and to such a big team, a wonderful and enthusiastic team. And I'm I'm super grateful to have it. But of course, usually if it was if it was a corporation, they would have a, a person dedicated for like each of the little jobs that I'm doing every day. So that, that's definitely resources and time is definitely a challenge. Another challenge comes from, you know, we reached out from, from lack of financing because it's true we are non-profit and we are not expecting small businesses, absolutely not, to, to pay for anything because our goal is to help them. And really, some of them are in such such difficult situations right now. But of course, 
if it's a societal initiative, maybe they should be, at least I think so, maybe they should be a support from, I don't know, uh, a bigger company that is doing fine or a, a government or, or some fund. But unfortunately, everyone we approached somehow comes back to saying that, yes, what you're doing, super important, really cool. We, we love your initiative. Keep on doing it. But we don't see how it fits with anything we sponsor or fund. Because why? I do not know. But clearly, uh, clearly it's challenging for them to see how it fits with their budget and their, with their goals. So that has been a challenge for us, I must say. And um, unfortunately, I spent quite a lot of time uh, on looking for these funding opportunities. So that's when you start to learn that maybe there are other ways to do things. Maybe maybe the financing is not the answer. Maybe actually it's the opposite from the answer. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I think the the thing is though, you can, you know, there's there's plenty of new methods that weren't traditionally there in the past. To me, it's it's about getting a voice out there in the fact that what you do and um using various different platforms to kind of support that voice. So at the moment you've got your your lockdown interviews that are both available on YouTube and the video side of things and then also um, you've got like audio here here and there as well. But equally, you know, there are things like crowdfunding and other used ways of kind of resourcing finances. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's what you're doing that's that's amazing to me. And the fact that um, it's almost showing like a, re, a rebirth of community and community spirit, which um, traditionally it was kind of maintained locally. But now with the access and freedom of of the internet and resources that we have available to us to kind of connect with people in wherever it's it's allowing for like that online community to come 
and make an appearance as to what we're going to do going forward and how we, how how society is going to change really that's that's an interesting aspect it's very interesting to talk about you know what what you guys are are doing and how you can maybe create these positive partnerships with organizations through just having an increased voice available and hopefully partnerships will continue that way yeah absolutely and and then, yeah, we are working really, really actively right now with the lockdown economy challenge with the universities because really universities are preparing our future, our future leaders, and not only leaders, but our future society. And it is so incredibly important that we can help students during this time because it's not just the small businesses that are suffering from lack of income and for, from lack of support and from lack of like that unity that we hope that we're bringing down with lockdown economy. But the students... Poor souls, they have to sit at home and spend endless hours online just listening to professors and watching slides. And this is really not the idea of learning at university. But hopefully with our program, which is also remote, but way more interactive because it's learned by doing, which is very popular in the Netherlands. Hopefully we can help them to, to, to prepare for the work world, to prepare for their future, to to make a difference now, even though they're students, but they can, they can, and we want to give them that channel because we, from the think tank perspective, we see it, we, we have built blocks of how it all comes together and we can give them that opportunity. And so I'm very, very excited about it. And uh, what you said about the community, the, the secret there, I think, is not when you say, okay, I'm going to build a community. I'm going to open like this, this uh, uh, website or this page on this platform, which are many, and then start inviting people I know into it for almost no reason, because that's, that's what we see in majority of cases. Besides the topic, they don't really have much in common, but building something that unites people rather than them have to sit in the same space doing something or yeah, together or talking about what our experience shows, and we have done lots of tests and prototypes, especially before the pandemic, uh, of uh, different platforms that bring online communities together, that actually people only really come together when they're united by the same goal, passion, mission, motivation, uh, similar to our volunteers. We have 100 people of, that, that already helped us in our journey. And they helped us because they believe that this is the mission worth contributing to? Not because we were super strong on social media, even though we try, it's, it's, not, it's difficult. It's very difficult to be strong on social media, but it's because they believed in what we were doing and I believe that they want to do it as well. Yeah, I think it's, it's about putting people on, on a similar path. At the end of the day, what you've probably seen, we've definitely seen anyways, is the fact that so many new entrepreneurs are coming into industry, ourselves included, want to kind of do good in society and they see the impact that business makes. And it's not necessarily just about measuring success on a business on the basis of what's your revenue stream, what's your bottom line. It's, it's actually, what do you do for society? What do you do for community? What like, you know, how is your reputation measured in, in society? Because so much of consumer behavior and patterns is, is intertwined to how they think and how they believe a company operates. And those that are operating in more of a sustainable fashion that have more of a viewpoint as to how you know the environmental issues and societal issues and how they can have a true impact in that 
those those types of industries are the ones that seem to be thriving. So, yeah, I just think there's there's a lot of hope in what you've done, and I think there's a lot of hope for the future as well in in how um, people are thinking a little bit more deeper as to what businesses are going to be about and how they can get involved and and working together towards a common goal, really, and partnering with people of a similar mindset. And that, that, I think that's going to be critical for the future of our society. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely there's definitely a lot of people who are trying to do something for others while running their business. And uh, what you mentioned about uh, slightly bigger companies about their sustainability footprint and you know how much they care about the customers, what what kind of thing they produce and how they do it, it is all absolutely valid. What I want to say about the small businesses is that essentially there's one maybe two people at the core of that business and and they're there in their neighborhood for example or their community doing something for others so i think the way people set up a, a local grocery store or a little lo- yoga studio is not because they think oh i should i should just do some yoga classes they think i want to bring that peace and that knowledge that i have to others and i want to do it for them and that's how all small businesses are born. So they are by design already very sustainable and, and very customer focused. And they are very socially conscious. Only they don't have the ability of bigger companies to, to, sing that sto- to sing that song, to tell that story in that way. But essentially, practically all of them are. And uh, what's very important is that for each small business, I, I, I ask, it's like, it's like a, Ask to, to all small businesses, show the face of the owner, show your face, like you are the heart and soul of it. And people want to see it and people want to support you. And, and that's also part of what we're doing with Lockdown Economy. We're letting them tell their story from the heart. And that makes people say, you know what? They're really passionate about it and they're doing it for me. I want to support them. Yeah, it's, I think you're right in about people telling their story. It's about putting kind of like an, on an emotional engagement on a journey that people go together and see that you know this company actually internally their vision is reflecting upon how i see the world and you know i think sometimes the larger you get as a company that the more difficult it can be to maintain that vision and maintain the path towards um, what you truly as a company want to do because yeah like the the day-to-day can sometimes become a bit all encompassing as to what needs to be done. But you mentioned about core people. As long as there's one or two people within every company really driving a vision on a day-to-day basis as to what they want to achieve and why, yeah, I think ultimately that's that's where you get more levels of engagement and more levels of passion for companies and, and, and small and medium-sized businesses as well. So yeah, back to the hope element, I think there's a lot of hope for our future going forward. Looking ahead... What's your vision for the future? What are you, is your vision to continue with the lockdown economy and just see where it goes, or are you going, planning to go back into a consultancy world? Or what's your what's your vision for the future? Well, I think the beautiful thing about the, the think tank is that you don't have to put strict limits or borders or lines on on what you are doing and what you're going to do. Like, there's a lot of flexibility in how you approach the all these activities. Definitely, lockdown economy will continue. Because the impact of the pandemic will continue, unfortunately, haunting us for a while. And the stories of the entrepreneurs that we're getting now are getting more and more colors. So 
we even have already the follow-ups uh, from the interviews we did in June or August or September. We now already have the follow the whole series of follow-ups uh, where entrepreneurs get the chance to tell what has happened in that time. How did they manage it? So that will continue absolutely. In the meantime, we are also developing our stronger uh, practices in the sustainable development goals reporting and we have developed a, a specific format on how to map the activities of businesses or organizations into the sustainable development goals and over 160 different indicators and targets of, of such, which is not an easy thing to do, but it is going back to your point, you know, that if the people need to show how, how they're doing on the sustainability front, that really helps because it gives it structure immediately and it shows themselves just how much they're already doing. So that's something on the sleep tank front. And of course, one uh, big achievement uh, of the recent week uh, is that United Nations has recognized uh, our new initiative for partnership for sustainable development goals. And that is Alter Contacts Academy for Sustainable Development. And so Lockdown Economy Challenge is essentially part of that academy and that will be our first and pilot initiative and pilot project with the universities that we're going to do within the academy. But we want to be stronger in the academy, you know, marrying universities and businesses space because we want to help people make an impact and not only talk about it. Yeah, I think, uh, and especially that partnership with universities and schools, et cetera, because, you know, not only do, does the lockdown economy give people a great opportunity to, to volunteer and gain valuable experience, it equally allows people opportunity to potentially create partnerships with other members of the lockdown economy and grow and create organic businesses from the foundations of very early beginnings just by working together, which if you kind of take a look at university and post-pandemic and there are going to be a lot of, sadly, a lot of issues with regards to trying to get people into work. So you have to kind of look at new industries and new ways of getting experience and gaining that kind of foothold into industry. And I think the lockdown economy provides a lot of valuable experience to people. Um, I think it's worthwhile saying just over to you kind of how if somebody wants to get involved in um, participating and supporting or even volunteering for lockdown economy, how do, how do they approach to do that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, I appreciate the opportunity and, and thank you very much, uh, Peter, for, for such warm words, because indeed uh, the impact uh, that we have on life of, of our volunteers is, is just incredible. We did not expect it. And what we see is wonderful. They really, a lot of them get their very first work experience with us and the first team experience and the first remote digital learning, you know, like it, and we get people from all paths of life. So if anyone who's listening to this would like to also join us as a volunteer and we have plenty of things you can do, just simply go to lockdownacomi.org on the page take part there's an email you know just get in touch with us it's very simple on the, on the website you can find all the information on how to get in touch but anyway volunteer at altercontext.org if if you can spell it from how i said it we invite volunteers and of course if somebody is listening and and you are from university or you represent at school please do get in touch with me because I would love to see how we can do the Lockdown Economy Challenge in your school and how we can help the, the young people join the social innovation that happens on a global scale. 
Sounds good. Well, thank you very much. And thank you very much for sharing some of your time. Thank you very much for inviting me. I appreciate it. This podcast was brought to you by Purpose Made, a strategic change consultancy supporting people and business to navigate the post-pandemic global society. This is what transformational change sounds like. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe and we'll see you again for the next episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.